the bashfulness peculiar to a Muslim is indispensably necessary. It is a must to abhor disbelievers and disbelief and everything outside of Islam and to believe that they are wrong no matter what theory or ideology they are. Allah Ta'ala has commanded us to take jizya from disbelievers, that is, they must pay taxes. The purpose of this is to humble them. This type of insulting is so effective that they cannot wear valuable suits nor can they adorn themselves out of fear of having to pay more jizya. They lead a despicable and miserable life. The purpose of jizya is to abhor and disgrace disbelievers. The jizya shows the glory and honor of Islam. If a dhimmi, or a disbelieving countryman, converts to Islam, he will no longer have to pay the jizya. The symptom of iman's existence in a heart is its disliking disbelievers. Disliking is done by the heart. We should live in harmony with disbelievers or any others. We should not cause harm to anybody. Temporary cooperation with disbelievers can be formed only politically and when necessity requires it. Yet this shouldn't go as far as to be integrated with them, and it should end when the necessity is over. Question. We should not distrust or have a bad opinion of anybody. We should not look at his words and actions exposing his disbelief, but those indicating his belief, his iman. Iman exists in the heart. Allah knows if there is belief or iman in a heart. No one else knows it. He who says disbeliever about a person with iman in his heart becomes a disbeliever himself. We should regard everybody as a Muslim and love anybody who does not openly speak ill of Islam. This question is said. Is this point of view correct? Answer. It is wrong to say we shouldn't distrust anybody. Its correct form is we shouldn't distrust a Muslim. In other words, when a person who says that he's a Muslim and does not express a word or does not do an action rendering him a disbeliever, says or does something which may mean belief as well as disbelief, we should understand it as belief, and we should not say that he has gone out of Islam. But when a person strives to demolish Islam and to make youngsters disbelievers, or if he says good about one of the harams, tries to make it popular so that everybody will commit it, or if he says that one of Allah Ta'ala's commandments is retrogressive and harmful, he is definitely called a disbeliever. Even if he says that he's a Muslim, performs namaz or ritual prayer, and goes on a hajj, pilgrimage, he is still called a zindik. It would be stupidity to regard such hypocritical people who deceive Muslims as Muslims. Allah Ta'ala in the 28th ayat of Surah Tawbah of the Quran al-Kareem says, najas and rijs, i.e. foul, about disbelievers. Then disbelief should be foul and base in the eyes of Muslims. Allah Ta'ala declares in the 14th ayat of Surah Al-Rad and in the 50th ayat of Surah Al-Mu'min, the prayers of the enemies are without result. There is no likelihood that they will be accepted. Allah Ta'ala and His Prophet are pleased with Muslims. There cannot be a greater blessing than attaining Allah's grace and love. As Iman and Kufr are polar opposites, that is, belief and disbelief, so are this world and the next. This world and the next world cannot stay together. In order to earn the next world, it is necessary to abandon this world, i.e. the Harams. Abandoning this world can be done in two ways. Firstly, it is to abandon the Mubas, that is, 
the many activities that are not sins, together with all the things that are haram, and to use as many of the mubas as is only necessary to live. In other words, it is to abandon the habits of being lazy or idle and or diving into pleasures, dissipations, and amusements of the world. Instead, we must spend our time worshiping while making and using the most advanced forms of technology that are necessary for the protection and comfort of Muslims. And we must work so that non-Muslims may come to reason. Working for these purposes must be our hobby in this world. All the ashab of our prophet and many of our superiors worked in this way. It is very meritorious and very useful to abandon the world in this manner. We say once again that the purpose of this path is to sacrifice all comforts and pleasures in order to do the things which the Islamic religion commands. Secondly, it is to abstain from the things that are haram and doubtful in this world without abandoning the mubas. Even this kind of abandoning of the world is of value in light of the present world's condition. Then it is positively necessary for the, each Muslim to abstain from the things which is, the Islamic religion prohibits. He who slights the fact that these are haram, that is, he who does not think it is necessary to abstain from them, or who does not pay attention to Allah Ta'ala's prohibition and instead likes them and says, how nice, this person becomes a disbeliever. They will remain in hell eternally. People who admit and respect the prohibitions of Allah Ta'ala and yet who are overcome and deceived by their nafs and who commit them but later come to their senses and repent do not become disbelievers. They do not lose their iman. Such people are called asi or disobedient or fasiq, sinful. Though perhaps they will go to hell and will be punished because of their sins, they will not stay in hell eternally. They will get out and enter paradise, inshallah. There are many things which Allah Ta'ala has made muba, which he has permitted. The flavor in these mubas is more than that in the harams. Allah Ta'ala likes those who use the mubas. He dislikes those who use the harams. Does a wise and reasonable person spurn the love of his owner and creator for only a temporary pleasure? Besides, the number of things that are haram is really very small. The flavors in the harams exists in the mubas too. Dunya world is the feminine form of adna, i.e. ism e tafdil, adjective in the superlative degree. Its mazdar or infinitive is either dunuun or danatun. When it is derived from the former, it means the nearest. The word dunya in the ayat, we have adorned the lowest or nearest to earth heaven with stars giving lights like amps is so. It has been used with the second meaning in some places. For instance, it bears the second meaning in the hadith, things that are dani, base, are malun. That is, the world is malun. Despicable things are the nahi iktiza and nahi ghair iktiza of Allah Ta'ala. That is, they are haram and makru. Property was not spoken ill of because property is a blessing in the view of Allah Ta'ala. The evidence for our position is the property of Hadrat Ibrahim Khalilur Rahman salam. That's Prophet Abraham salam, who is the second most valuable creation of all creatures and humanity. His livestock included half a million heads of cattle that filled plains and valleys. It is very easy not to commit a haram and to observe the rules of Islam. It seems very difficult to the sick-hearted. 
Yes, there are many jobs that are easy for healthy people but are difficult for the sick. The sickness of the heart involves not believing in the ahkam e islamiyah in the full sense. Even if such people say that they believe, it's not a real confirmation. It's a confirmation through words, a symptom that indicates the existence of a real confirmation, that is, true belief in the heart, is to feel it easy to follow the path of Islam. Allah Ta'ala gives favors, blessings, gifts, i.e. His kindness reaches everybody every moment, good and evil people alike. Without discriminating, He sends everybody property, children, food, the right way to Islam, guidance, safety, and every goodness. The difference is in the way people accept and receive Allah's gifts or in their not being able to receive them. It is purported in the 33rd ayat of Surah An-Nal, Allah Ta'ala does not torment or do injustice to his born slaves, that is men, mankind. They treat themselves cruelly and they torment themselves with their own evil thoughts and loathsome deeds that draw them to torments and sufferings. As a matter of fact, while the sun shines over the laundryman and over the linen in the same manner, it tans the man's face while it whitens the linen. By the same token, though it shines over the apple and over the pepper in the same manner, it reddens and sweetens the apple, whereas it reddens the pepper and makes it bitter. Though the sweetness and the bitterness are caused by the rays of the sun, the difference between them is not from the sun, it is from themselves. Because Allah Ta'ala pities all people very much, more than a mother's mercy upon her child. He has declared in the Quran al-Karim how every person, every family, every society, and every nation all over the world in each century should act in each of their undertakings in what way they should run their activities and what they should avoid in order to be comfortable in this world and in the hereafter. The Ahl-Sunnah scholars learned all these with their keen insight and, writing millions of books, they communicated them to the whole world. This means to say that Allah Ta'ala has not left people free in their actions. Consequently, there is not a place left on earth where Islam has not been conveyed. Islam cannot be separated from worldly affairs. Attempting to do so means to strive to eradicate Islam and the Muslims from the